We were never promised that life would be easy, but when we do it together, it becomes much easier. I genuinely believe that we have to be intentional about creating a joyful life. I believe in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long-lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. But those things require deep, holy heart work. I am passionate when it comes to sharing vulnerably about the things that people are not always comfortable discussing, and I am passionate about sharing practical wisdom that has helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. On the Living Easy Podcast, you'll hear honest insight with a biblical foundation to help you become best friends with your spouse again, to love your motherhood so much that you don't need wine or even coffee to get through the day and to find hope in the very real trials and pain that we face moment to moment. I want to challenge you every Monday to live life with purpose, to choose joy, and to honor God with all that you do. Are you ready to fight hard for that sweet, abundant life? If so, I would love to do it together. So grab a cup of coffee and join me every Monday. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and this is the Living Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. Today, we're going to do a lighthearted, fun episode because there's enough chaos in the world. Just a little get to know me with my husband, I'm back. Yes. And I'm so happy because he doesn't like to come on here as much. He doesn't think you guys care what he has to say, <laughs> care about what he has to say, but you do. So I want you to get to know him. And so this is just for fun. All right. You guys sent in questions on Instagram just to get to know him, which I really appreciate you always engaging with me in that way. So I'm just going to kind of pick and choose some of them. First, favorite shows to watch together? Um, Gosh, I feel like... The Office. We always have that on in the background because it's funny. Yeah. And New Girl. The New Girl. New Girl makes us laugh. That one, yeah. We watched that one for a little while. Definitely Seinfeld for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yes. I can always get Jesse out of his office and his video game for The Bachelor. It's the drama. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I at least know I can get you to come hang out with me on the couch if that show is on. So I'm thankful. Even though I know it's trash, you guys don't judge us, but it's addicting. Next, favorite memory together? Um, Favorite? Well, that's a tough one because obviously we just took a trip out to Riviera Maya. So that one's just kind of fresh on my mind. Yeah. And Biscuit's trying to eat Jesse right right now. He's trying to chew on his arm. He's my dog. He doesn't leave my side. He is addicted Lindsay thinks that he's her dog. Milo's my doggy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely think that so far has been like such a good memory for both of us. We had such a good time. Mm -hmm. We went out for one of my best friend's weddings out there in Mexico. So it was both of our first time. We were Um, a little nervous because we didn't know what to expect and you kind of hear horror stories, but we were so pleasantly surprised. Their mall is nicer than, I mean, their uh, airport is 20 times nicer than our airport. He said mall because it's basically a mall. It looks like a mall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the food court. But I will say too, also, you guys, by the time this episode is out, my YouTube video for our trip, it will be up. And I had so many of you DMing me and asking questions. And I don't say that as like an influencer, like so many of you, but literally hundreds of messages asking for more details of what the trip was. Yeah, Yeah. Jesse did too. We were both getting hounded. 
Yeah. So hounded in a good way. We know you guys care. But so I'm sharing the itinerary, our favorite parts, how much we spent and all the videos, like kind of a tour of the hotel on YouTube. So you can find that link in my bio. But yeah, I think that was really special for us. We really rested. And that's what I talk about that in the YouTube, but that it was so relaxing because it's all inclusive. So we're Mm -hmm. not like trying to figure out where to eat and we're not dealing with transportation issues. And we're not like, we just kind of did whatever the heck we wanted. And I am not the type of person to go somewhere twice, even restaurants. I'm like, where can we go that's new? I really like new things, but I will say I would, without a second thought, go back there. Yeah. It was so awesome. So that um, favorite memory of us together, oh my gosh. I would say one of my favorite memories is delivering Saxon with you. Because Sutton was like a traumatic birth. And I think with you, it was, if you guys have heard my story, Saxon kind of leveled out my crazy emotions <laughs> that poor Jesse had to deal with for years after I had Sutton, where I was like postpartum anxiety and stuff. And when I delivered Saxon, it was just this sense of like peace. And I think even it was like a post-birth high for both of us where we were just so happy and at peace and excited and even coming home was so special. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a lot of emotions with Saxons because they couldn't find his heart rate or his heartbeat multiple Throughout times. Throughout the pregnancy, yeah. Lindsay had to keep flipping positions so they could try and read the baby's heartbeat. I couldn't breathe when I had to lay down. Yeah. And I had so I had polyhydramnio, so I had so much fluid in my stomach, which was always a concern. So yeah, that one, I guess just from a different perspective. (laughs) Yeah, from your side. We'll have to do a birth story. We'll do that. That'll be fun. Yeah, that one was more stressful for me because watching doctors and nurses like checking you constantly and looking for Saxon's heartbeat, Mm -hmm. it was a scary experience for me because But I mean once he came out and he was healthy. For me, that was like, yeah. Oh. And then I felt the days following when we came home to show when Sutton got to hold him for the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. Um, it was definitely a, a cool time. Like, but more traumatic seeing. for you than enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> traumatic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I had more of that feeling, honestly, with Sutton because. It was your your first, like, it's oh actually a gosh. kid. And I got to, like, actually see Sutton just jump out. So <laughs> jump out. it was like, it for me, you it was like. You didn't see Saxon? I don't remember Saxon because it was a mess. Oh, like blacked out. Okay, we'll do yeah. a birth story. That'll yeah. be a next episode. Um, okay, next question. What quality do you admire most or qualities do you admire the most about each other? Right now, it's been, I think, you just stepping up with Sutton, like with schooling and trying to take care of all that because I know where my mind's at and with work and with everything else going on. I just, I know I'd never be able to be taking him through school right now. So I love, even when I'm in my office, just hearing you, you know, teaching him Mm -hmm. and being with the boys. That's definitely been something huge right now. And also, I don't know, I feel like every month, it seems like we grow closer and mm-hmm. learn each other better. As our and, boys are getting older. Yeah, definitely. and I feel like that's kind of a big thing. So I, I've just always appreciated and feel like I've grown closer to you the more we accept each other, mm-hmm. I guess. Like as we are. It, mm-hmm. it just makes me personally in, feel... In comparison to not understanding or not... Because this is what I interpret as you say it, just because I know what we've been through, but not allowing us to be our individual selves and more trying to morph into 
like we are one when we got married, we became one, but we also have our own individual likes and dislikes and personalities. And I think we spent a lot of time trying to force one another into our personality type. Well, I think, yeah, I just, when you get married, yes, you become one with that definition. However, I just see it as like you become one as, you know, a bond, like a team, not become one as like the same, like now we're going to be the same person. And I feel like we had that expectation of each other when we first got married and for many years, you know, and we're still trying to learn how to just love each other as, as our own individual selves and Mm -hmm. like, you know. And so, yeah, I I think that's been so. That's more like when you talk about qualities and characteristics that you admire. That's Mm -hmm. more of me being willing, being more open. Like, what would you say that is in me? Yeah, I would say being more open or accepting. Yeah, and he doesn't want to say I'm funny, but I'm like the funniest person in the world. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, it's so funny because we actually have these conversations. Like you'd think that this is like really intense and weird, but we probably have conversations like this once a week. So it's so normal for us. And I always just, and I've never told you this, but I'm always like, I just want you to say I'm really funny, (laughs) but I'm not a funny person. And I'm, I'm trying to get funnier. I don't know what that means. I think you're a funny person. I mean, obviously, we both have fun with each other. We just enjoy just, our own it's, a, it's something I'm working toward is to be funny. And I pray for that. I'm like, Lord, can you just make me a little funny? Because I feel like it helps to lighten because I'm such a serious person. Okay, anyway, well, I got way off track. Yeah, we're both serious people. <laughs> yeah, we are. Sure. Okay, third quality. Number three would for sure just be how I think motivated and driven you are for your podcast and your blogging and all that stuff. I think it changes a lot. I Mm -hmm. think we talk about that. Like your drive can adjust to like different things, but when you get set on something, you definitely go for it. Like whether it doesn't matter what it is, I've just always obviously respected that about you. Why? I know you guys have heard that many times. Why do you respect that? Um, I've -hmm. always just been attracted to people that can do and take care of their own stuff. And Mm -hmm. I feel like you do that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Thanks. Okay. My three things. Um, One, I would say, (laughs) and I'm not saying this just because I'm saying this, you're funny. (laughs) And I feel like that's always been such a huge thing for me as someone who can make me laugh, but usually you make me laugh by making fun of me. Like you point. So you guys, this is why I had to marry her because she's the only person. <laughs> so I'm funny. No, I think he's so funny. And sometimes I will just like hysterically laugh at something small that he says and he doesn't understand why. But I just feel like you aren't afraid to poke fun at me, which I need and appreciate because I take myself so seriously. And then, yeah, it's just fun. Number two, I love that God is making you into a dreamer with me. Because that's something I've prayed for for eight years. And I feel like kind of like you said, our friendship is growing and really being strengthened, especially this year. And I think a lot of that is us like dreaming together. When we go on dates now, we just dream and we talk and we plan. And for me, that's like my heart and soul. I'm always, I'm such a futurist and planning for the future, which I know we shouldn't do because we don't know what's to come tomorrow. But I love that you're kind of there with me and allowing yourself the freedom to not be just so day to day, but also just to live in those dreams sometimes. Because I think it makes us, I don't know, softer people maybe. Um, Number three, I would just say kind of similar to you, but just everything that you put your heart in, you do well. And that's with being a daddy to the boys and always being present with them and being consistent with discipline and 
working so hard at your work and providing for our home, pouring your heart into what? And I think that's why we connect well is because we're both like black and white people (laughs) kind of when we see something, we want it to be good and to do it with excellence for the glory of God. And not that we're perfect at that at all because we fail, especially with disciplining our kids, just constantly like, shoot, am I supposed to be doing that? You know, like, is that the right way to handle it? Just maybe not failing, but learning as we go. Um, That would be that for me. How did you know when you were ready to have kids? We for sure did not know we were ready for kids. (laughs) We planned it. No, I know. I think we were, we thought we were, but yeah, yeah. We weren't, is what I mean. Like, I don't (laughs) think you're ever ready. Yeah. I think we heard from enough people to wait and not rush into kids. So I, what was it like two years into our marriage and we were like, okay. Three years. Yeah. 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 Two or three years. Which we're both really thankful we had that time together. Yeah. Like alone, just as a couple. Yeah. And then we planned to have babies. Both times we had kids were not an accident. We were, we planned for a few months. Yeah. Or tried, I guess we used ovulation. Yeah. But I think it was mainly, I guess going back to the question, we felt at the time we were in a position where I guess, you know, we had a house, we were getting caught up on like car payments. Like Mm -hmm. I, I just felt like we kind of in some fashion felt like, we could financially mm-hmm. support another human being, I guess. We were babies too, though. Even looking so, back, we were, what, 24 when I got yeah, pregnant? Yeah, we got, we got married at 21 and then pregnant at 25. But yeah, I think we just felt that sense of peace. That, mm-hmm. At least for me, I felt a sense of peace to where I just, I felt like God was saying, this is the next step. This is the time. And we watched a lot of friends get married and have kids right away, and it felt overwhelming to me when I thought about doing it that way. Um, And as years went on, I still was just like, you know, it's just not the time. And then I think what Jesse and I have both learned with one another, and I think that's where that oneness comes in in marriage, is we just feel things at the same time. And again, feelings aren't always facts. Like that's important to know, but we both felt like we were on the same page. And a lot of the things that we do in life, we don't do until we feel like, okay, we're, we literally are feeling this together, but separately. Like yeah. Jesse will come to me and say, I think I'm ready. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was just praying last night and I feel ready too. So that was kind of our moment. Yeah. And then we waited two years and then felt like we wanted our kids to be close in age. And Well, yeah, I definitely, because of my relationship with my brother um, and being closer in years, like I just, I wanted Sutton to have a sibling that mm-hmm. was going to be close in age too because- you just, you know, you have someone to kind of go through life with yeah, growing up and to play with and, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's worked out for us. Yeah. Our boys are really crazy, super, super argumentative <laughs> with each other and fight a lot. But as they're getting older, we're finding that they're playing together more and that's what we hoped for. And I was about two years from my sister and we actually never got along until now. It took us literally like 29 years for us to become friends. But now I'm so thankful for that. I'm sure you guys had a lot of like good moments growing up though. We did. We bonded. Like we always protected one another and we were always there for each other and the hard stuff. But just as like a friendship, it was, we're very, very different people. But I am, I'm so thankful. I feel like God has really redeemed that and allowed us to be so much closer now. And then my nephew, baby Sage is like just my, he's my third child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love him. Okay. Next question. Does the fam mind being in the spotlight? Quote, unquote. (laughs) 
I would say for me, it has taken a lot of growth because I there's been things like having to get thicker skin that Jesse's had to walk through with me. Yeah. Um, the uncomfortable moments of like someone being like, hey, I, kn- I read your stuff in person and feeling really uncomfortable about that. And so I get shy and then walk away thinking, oh my gosh, they probably think I'm super stuck up because I don't know what to say. And it makes me uncomfortable. I'm a lot more comfortable like behind a microphone than mm-hmm. in person. And so those things, like I'll call him and just say, oh my gosh, I probably seemed like such a jerk. I didn't know what to say. I just kind of smiled awkwardly and was like, thanks, you know? So if you've ever experienced that with me, I'm so sorry. And it's just me. But um, yeah, I would say the thick skin thing has probably been, for me, the hardest. So it's like, I love what I do, but there's also been a lot of hard that comes with it. And I think for you, like taking photos is the nemesis of Jesse's life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I use, obviously we've talked about this all the time. Like I don't mind taking photos. I just, you know, when you're in a marketing business, they have to be I don't know. I don't know. Like to a certain pres- standard. Yeah, like a standard or presentable or something. And for me, it's just, I'll put a photo, like you've literally posted a photo with me and my both eyes are shut. Like, <laughs> Oh my I gosh. Like, and it's like my favorite picture. I need to Photoshop <laughs> your head onto it. <laughs> like, yeah. So I know for me, it's just like, I like taking pictures, but the process sometimes is I'd rather be doing a lot of other things than, you know, having to take pictures for an hour. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably been the weirdest part for him. What about people com- like writing you or commenting to you on certain topics like that they know about your life already? Is that weird? Because we've had that a lot where you'll like go to somebody and they'll be like, oh yeah, didn't you just do this? And you're like, how the heck do you know that? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. But at the same time for me, I think because I'm such an introvert, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't have to explain anything. <laughs> like, I'm glad yeah. you know about that. Yeah, That's good. Okay. How how do you guys initiate sex when you are busy and stressed out? Oh gosh. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> we still always get awkward. Okay. This has become and I'll just say I would love to even have a more of a conversation on this, but this has become such a strong much more of a strong suit in our marriage than it's ever been. And there's still growth to be had. We actually just had this conversation that like I think that it's sufficient, like a sufficient amount of time in the month when Jesse doesn't feel the same way, like there should be more. And so I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's good to know. (laughs) I'll work on that. But we're both very busy people and we're both, we get stressed out pretty easily, wouldn't you say, both of us. Mm -hmm. So, but I think what we've realized is that that is a healing thing for both of us, not only for our marriage. Like I will say you guys, when I'm feeling really disconnected in my marriage, that is what I go to because I know it brings healing. Um, Somebody asked, do I pray before and after? And I do a lot of the time. I just pray for it to bring us closer emotionally because I never want it to be something that's only physical to where we don't have that connection afterwards. I'm really big on hold me tightly and tell me you love me a hundred times. So for me, it's not so much like, I think it's important to schedule it in if you need to. And people think that takes the romance out of it, but I'm like, realistically, what takes the romance out of it is if you're not doing it at all. 
So schedule it and put it into your calendar as something that you do. But for me, I can tell like when I'm feeling a certain way or if I'm feeling disconnected or if I just like want my husband and if I'm stressed out, that's what I want. Yeah. And the the big thing is, is initially it sounds almost wrong to schedule something like that in with your spouse. But I feel like on both sides at different times in our marriage, we've sometimes you only need to schedule like that initial one time. And then like you both just feel so emotionally connected and back and normal that the rest of them aren't scheduled, you know, Mm -hmm. until life or whatever problems and stuff happen again. And then you're like, okay, we got to schedule this because, you know, we're both on different pages, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, I think that initially it is just kind of maybe an odd or strange thing to some people, but in the end... I feel like it's, it's so always, it yeah, much. it's been worth it because you end up not needing to later, you know? Yeah. And how do you keep the magic alive? Lots of creativity, lots of questions. Like, what do you like? What do you not like? Um, that was one of the questions. How do you keep it alive in the bedroom with two kids? You schedule date nights and you schedule for them to spend the night with grandparents if you can. That's big. And continuing that intimacy, we have a whole episode on sex and communication. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, I highly encourage it. We talk about this stuff, but just being creative and um, being intentional and not being afraid to have conversations about sex and asking things and sending flirty text messages throughout the day and all kinds of things. Okay, we'll do this last one. What did you think that you would be when you grew up? Um, I've always thought that I'd be a property owner. You know, just doing rentals. Because that's what your parents did. Yeah. Like I just saw how successful the business and process was for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously just the comfort of my dad discussing these things and how comfortable he felt. My dad's a very conservative and like practical person that, you know, I, I was able to hear and see from the inside you know, this is something that works. It's always difficult to invest these days because you have so many YouTubers and influencers like saying, hey, do X, Y, or Z to make money. And, you know, you need to do this to to make your business. So for me, hearing and seeing my parents being so successful with rental properties, it was, I just always kind of felt like I was going to have rental properties and be able to do other projects like anything mm-hmm. else I wanted to do on the side and live life. So yeah. I kind of always just thought somehow I'd be involved in real estate. I don't know if I always, I don't think I ever thought I was going to be a real estate agent myself. That's what he does now. For those of you who don't know, he's a qualified broker and we do have rental properties. So you made your dreams come true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, I thought that I would be a, sorry, you guys can hear my little barking again. It's just our lives. (laughs) I thought that I would be a food writer in New York. That was my dream. And I would say, I feel like God has given that to me, but it's even more amazing than I thought because I'm not in New York. I have a family and I'm really happy with just the way that my life has turned out. I think it's a lot more than I ever thought being able to write still and travel for my job and do like travel collaborations with hotels. That's probably one of my favorite things I get to do. And then along with the podcast and blogging is just, it's like my heart. So I'm really thankful for what God has When we were dating, she wanted to go to New York, right? Yeah. For culinary. For culinary school. And Jesse was like, well, then what do you want to do? And I didn't want to be a chef. 
I didn't want to do catering. <laughs> He's like, so what you going to do with it? And it kind of caused me to think, okay, I think I just wanted to be a food writer, but you don't have to go to culinary school for that. I think that. you wanted to go to New York. Yeah, I just wanted, <laughs> honestly, for me, it was so much about, like, I just want to make something of myself. And I think God has really humbled that while still allowing me to do what I love, he's just taken that desire away from me. Because I never wanted kids. I thought they would like slow my life down. And if anything, they've just blessed so much of what we do. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with where I'm at. We have two episodes on finances and budgeting. So if you guys want to check those out, um, we talk a little bit about our plans and what we do to save money and what we do to invest our money. And they're very practical episodes. So check them out. But Uh, We are out of time today. So thank you so much for being a part. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. And um, we will talk to you guys next week. Love you. See you. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to share the love. The simple act of taking a screenshot of this episode and tagging the Living Easy podcast makes such a huge difference in my little podcasting world. If you were blessed, challenged, or impacted by this conversation, someone else you know might be too. So please feel free to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. If you haven't already, please take 30 seconds to scroll down from this episode or the podcast homepage on iTunes to give a quick rating and review. This makes a huge difference and helps in getting great guests for future interviews. Don't forget to follow along with me on Instagram for encouragement, devotionals, and practical advice on all the life and faith stuff. Love you guys.